Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a rainy Tuesday. So we had one player getting activated off the injured reserve list and one player going on to it yesterday. Unfortunate for McColl not being able to play in the Super Bowl, but... Clyde edwards Lair is back, baby. Well, not a surprise. You knew that McCole Hardman wasn't going to be able to play. It's a pelvis injury, and it is apparently rather severe. It's one that had kept him out of action for quite a while, and then he re-injured it in the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, really, let's not take a chance on a career-ending injury. That may have been, there are some of the pundits who think his last game may have been the Cincinnati Bengals' last game with the Kansas City Chiefs because he may be expendable. Clyde edwards Lair coming back to... In fact, enforce the running backs. I'm a little surprised at that move. I would have thought maybe they would have gone with another offensive lineman or somebody on defense, but no, they chose Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and that's what the, the change is in. So, indeed, that is the roster change for the Chiefs. Not really surprising that Hardman won't be there. You know, uh, I, I kind of see where you're coming from as far as bringing someone up, but at the same time, if... We have a, a receiver issue like we did last time. Uh, Clyde could just line up in the slot and uh, run it that way. Well, yeah, but they have two others who are pretty yeah, capable oh yeah. of doing oh that yeah. as well. I know. We'll see. Next man up. So I don't believe anything about the uh, Madden <laughs> simulation. It's, Ouch, uh, stop. it's Stop right there. Stop right there. Would you believe it if it had picked the Chiefs? No, I would have said the same thing. <laughs> well, it's like this this photo that's been kind of circulating around about in like conspiracy about that the whole script of the Super Bowl has already been laid out. Eagles win, Chiefs are winning by ten. They blow a ten point lead, and then the Eagles end up winning it. And it's like everyone's like, "See, it's scripted." And it's like, "Yeah, somebody." No, there's no way someone doctored that, that online. It's the same nonsense. Yeah, it's and the there same is thing. No question about it. It doesn't exist. There is no scripting. No. Nothing like that. But what Mike is referring to is the Madden 23. They they put all the stats they, and have the computer digest them and all that. And supposedly it came out with an Eagles victory, uh, 31-17. No, I don't buy any of that. Don't buy and the hey this foolishness about the referees and the scripts. It is utter nonsense, people. Put your heads together and start thinking. It is a game. Sure, there are going to be controversies. There are in any kind of athletic event. There's, there are controversies in anything because we have the freedom of speech in this country. But in regards to something sinister going on, balderdash, which mm. is the word I'm going to use. <laughs> it just would be so hard to pull something like that off on that scale with all these players involved. And just, just for one little example, bonuses, right? Players are playing for more catches, more yards, all this stuff, and that would just completely, there's no way that that the whole script thing's going to come in. I don't know. I definitely like to put on my hat when it comes to certain NFL refs that are going to be calling the game this Sunday, but I agree with you for the most part. The most part. No, you agree with me on all of it. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Whatever you say, sir. Uh, so it was kind of a, a done deal from what I had heard that when Tom Brady retired, he was already set to go work as a broadcast guy. Is that the truth? He's, he's already set in stone, or ready to go. $375 million Holy over moly. 10 years? Come on. Is, is that a brainer or what? Oh. It is a no-brainer. Hey, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> anyway, that, that part 
part of it was all decided. But what wasn't was when he was going to start. There were some who thought that he might step right in for the Super Bowl and add comments, no, that's not going to happen. Nor is it going to happen next year. He's going to sit out the year and then join the Fox Network as a football analyst in 2024. I think that is a brilliant idea. The guy, Brady is smart. He's got a, a pretty high IQ and he realizes that he's going into a profession of which he has absolutely no experience at all. Sure, you can be an actor, and you can be a part of interviews and so forth, and you can conduct yourself pretty well on interviews, but until you have had the experience of sitting in the booth, watching others, and gaining the rhythm of what they do, especially for a national telecast, you're going to be rocky at the very start. Well, he knows this, so he's taking next year off. He'll gain valuable experience, and when he goes in in 2024, he will be a very, very good analyst. Um, if he works with a coach, yeah, I think he, he definitely could. When you when you hear what uh, Romo brings, I, it's really interesting insights from that perspective, and Tom Brady being able to read defenses like he is so quickly will definitely bring an added value, I think, to that broadcast. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, as much as I am not the biggest uh, Tom Brady fan in the world, it'll be interesting to hear his uh, thoughts and broadcast a year <laughs> from now, or I guess two years from now. Obviously, we knew that there was going to be a change-up in the college basketball standings after Indiana. Indiana took down Purdue over the weekend. Where are we at now? Well, there wasn't. That was just it. Wow, and no, it really? Me by total surprise. That's crazy. Purdue retained number one. Why? Well, there's probably a logistical reason why, and I'll hit that. Purdue lost to Indiana over the weekend. That was loss number two on the year. Indiana also is having a very good year as well. So is their women's team. But up over and above all that, they lost the game. And yet they're still number one. Why is that? Because number two, Tennessee, also got the blank beaten out of them as well. And they dropped down quite a bit. So well, let's keep Purdue number one. They've had a very good year. So Purdue remains their number one choice with Houston second, Alabama third, and that's the way it ranks. It, it, it's very puzzling, but, Mike, the bottom line is this. That is the media and the coaches. Associated Press puts together a, a, a pretty elite panel, and it is the top ranking in all of sports. All right, this, this is the Associated Press ranking. It'll change, but it doesn't mean anything. It's a discussion point. It will mean something when the pairings are put together for the NCAA tournament, but right now it's a discussion point, period, exclamation point. You prove it on the court. Yeah, and uh, you could definitely uh, piggyback that comment by saying Indiana proved it to Purdue on the court over they the weekend, did. and uh, you know what? That number in front of your name don't mean nothing. It uh, all comes down to the buzzer on the court, so uh, we'll see what happens uh, a little bit over a month from now in the uh, Madness begins. All right, so uh, Missouri State obviously had kind of a rough weekend for the men's Bears team. Uh, when do they get back on the court? They are playing tomorrow night, and they play tomorrow night at the Great Southern Bank Arena hosting Belmont, which is in a tie for first place in the Missouri Valley Conference. Belmont is pretty doggone good. Tomorrow night's game begins at 6 o'clock, and that will be the case for the remaining night games on the Bears' schedule at home. 6 o'clock. Of course, there's only, I believe, one remaining night game, and that's later on in February. But it is a, it's a, an odd change, and it really isn't a change as such. It's on the tickets at 6 o'clock, and it's done because it's a game that's been designated for Missouri Valley Conference television. Anyway, the bottom line is this. The Bears play Belmont tomorrow night. That's at 6 o'clock. 
And then the Lady Bears will hit the road this weekend. Friday, they go to Bradley. And then Sunday afternoon, Super Sunday, Lady Bears are playing Illinois State up in Normal, Illinois. And that Illinois State team beat the Lady Bears down here a couple of weeks ago. Super Sunday, but does the game interfere with the Super Bowl game? No. It's four or five hours before. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, pretty much everything that's happening on Sunday has been moved. If you watched the show Last of Us, they even uh, moved their new episode up to Friday night, which I'm so super stoked about. It's going to be a busy weekend, and I can concentrate on one thing at a time, and that's Chiefs football, my guy. All right, uh, we did have some college basketball last night. Who won? Two games. We had two games. The Jayhawks took on Texas. The Jayhawks were looking to rebound from getting builded by Iowa State up in Ames, and Kansas did so. Kansas and Texas was a great game. Kansas is number nine. Texas is number five. They played in Lawrence, and the Jayhawks win it 88-80 to in an absolutely dandy basketball game. Then Miami and Duke went after each other down at Coral Gables, which is a suburb of Miami. And boy, the Miami Hurricanes blew the Blue Devils right out of the ballpark right from the get-go. The final was 81-59. to Miami is very good. They are one of the multitude of teams that could win it all. They were an elite eight team last year. They're good. It's a very good team. Very good tournaments coming up because anybody can win the thing. Definitely. I don't think uh, Duke's having really that great of a They're year. They're having a bad year. Yeah, not so good. Not hearing a lot about the Blue Devils this year. Ned, you have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow, sir.